Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, I'm Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In podcast iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Hey, Amy, Danielle, Riley. Hello, hello, hello. What are, what are we just, we're discussing episode. forgiveness. Merry Christmas. And stuff. Merry Christmas, oh, yes, everybody, Merry by Christmas. the way. Merry Christmas. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Christmas in July and we're all, you know, it's all 90 degrees and just got out of the swimming pool, but it's, it's, it's Christmas for God's sake. And I'm in the spirit. I just, actually booked my Christmas vacation. <laughs> I, I do it well in advance. Planning ahead. Planning ahead. Go. Yes. Well, it's like, you know, there's a feeding frenzy, uh, and you got, you got to plan ahead. But so I'm really in the Christmas spirit and, uh, 
what an episode. Oh, my God. It's two weeks before Christmas, we should say, yeah, because right. you mentioned that a couple times right, that right, it's it not is. quite Christmas. It is not quite, but it's it's like in that anticipatory, joyful headspace <laughs> that everybody gets into. Yeah. When you said you got uninvited to your parents' fake Christmas party, I laughed out loud mm-hmm. <laughs> when Luke says that. So good. Um, what an episode. My God. And I think some of the most difficult sledding, emotionally speaking, for, for Lauren. Uh, I mean, she's had some tough episodes to do so far. I mean, as far as, you know, the, the, the type of emotional gymnastics that she has to go through on a weekly basis. But I thought this one was especially, especially tough. And I was just like, wow, she's getting through it beautifully. And, and um, there was, you know, a lot going on. My God, she's battling her mom. She's battling Rory. Everybody's mad at her. <laughs> um, you know, she's I'm, she's getting a little attitude from me. Uh, uh, it, you know, overall, I thought it was. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know if it was my favorite episode. I thought it was a big episode. Do you think that's because you're too hard on yourself? Because I love this episode. Really. Really? And maybe you you don't because there is so much you in it that maybe you're judging it. No, no, it's not that. It just took us out of familiar environs. And here we are in a hospital. You know, that's not familiar set pieces that that, that we're used to or want to get used to. It's just so I I think they made a choice that Richard was going to have, um, you know, a health issue and he had to go into the hospital. What I what I think it did for me is kind of jarred me out of the Gilmore world while keeping me in it at the same time. With a, so outside of my familiar set pieces, with I know the Dragonfly or Luke's Diner or Lorelai's House or everything that we're anchored in, it almost and I don't want to say this word. I'm not. I don't want to be negative. I really don't. It almost came off like I don't know. Outside of its familiar, um, um scenes set pieces um, mm-hmm. and sets it almost felt like melodrama at at times i'm not saying it's often. an interesting it's an interesting thought it didn't bother me I, for me the hospital scenes were extraordinary no no absolutely absolutely but i i wish they just got him out of the hospital i wish they didn't spend so much time in the hospital i wish they got yeah, him out I mean, of the faster yeah i mean i think faster. that's true the hospital was t- probably 20 minutes of the episode but yeah. i i didn't want to be I there i thought that long. your scenes with rory were amazing yeah. your scenes with mm-hmm. lorelei were amaz- amazing your scene with emily amazing like, i like yeah i like that scene oh i like that scene she she knows she knows mm-hmm. she knows you two are a thing a hundred percent. She knew in the episode when she met you previously, she knows in this one. And I, it, I loved it. It's, it's not difficult for people of a certain uh, maturity, a certain vintage to know what younger people are thinking and feeling. That's not difficult. It's, it's obvious. The older you get, and the more obvious that becomes. She knows Lorelai, even though they have so many issues and so much drama, she knows. And that I mean, yeah. to me, it just hits me. And I, I love it. Yeah. She wrecked her life with Christopher. Now she's going to wreck her life with me. <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> she's hell bent for leather <laughs> yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I think Emily likes you. Yes, she does. I think Emily likes Luke. I do too. I, and, and I think Luke likes Emily. 
Yes. I think Luke really likes Emily. I, I really do. I, I think he's a little bit afraid of her. Um, You're so kind to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't do anything to me. I mean, I don't know how much I even am privy to the drama going on between mother and daughter, you know, between between Lorelai and Emily. I, I probably don't know a lot because Lorelai and I are not that close yet. And I don't know that she shares any of that stuff with me. I mean, I mean, I know she's I know she's probably frustrated with her mother because she comes in the diner at times and says, oh, my mother. But I, I mean, have I been really so heavily like, am I inner circle Luke with her such good friends and we're tight and we, we sort of talk about her mother? I don't think we do. I love where she's explaining Richard to you. Mm -hmm. You know, she says, I don't know what Lorelai's told you, but he's a, he's a really good father. Mm -hmm. And you, you say, that's exactly what she told me. And whether that is a hundred percent the truth. It was so what she needed to hear. I mean, you, Kelly Bishop is an amazing actress mm -hmm. and I love her performance mm -hmm. in this episode. Everything is just so believable. Yeah. She's, she's an old, she's a pro. I mean, she's really gifted on top of being a super pro. I mean, she's just a natural, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound sexist, but women are just such better actors than men. <laughs> they just are. I, I think mean, we just take that as a compliment. They, they just are. I mean, you take you take a mediocre actress and they're as good as the best actor. I mean, it's like, you know, there's women can do anything in front of a camera. It's just it's not even fair. It's not a fair fight. But I think in that's I but but in that situation, Luke is just being supportive to her. He's he's if he doesn't know that Richard's a great guy, he's probably just saying that. To, to be classy and to be supportive in a well, very difficult time because nobody knows if he's going to hang on. He might die. Well, and maybe it's also because, you know, ultimately this relationship with Lorelai is not going anywhere. And this woman's going to be in your life, whether you're friends or more. Mm -hmm. I just saw it as the groundwork for the future. Yeah, but he, I don't think he's he's not strategic. He's not, you know thinking of that way. He's just in the moment and being a, a solid guy, being a, a friend. Dude. He's being a friend. He's doing exactly, he was, he's saying what a friend would say. I think he's more. Well, he f obviously feels a lot more. Yeah. But I think yeah. in this time, he's, he's not letting that spill over. He just wants to be as supportive as, as he possibly can. He's more ah. of a friend at this point. He feels like he, he wants more obviously, but at, at this point, you know, he's not seeing this as a way to, ingratiate himself he's just functioning uh, maybe, as a friend i don't think he's maybe i have the benefit of hindsight being 2020 but right. i don't know this episode was powerful and their yeah. relationship was like so evident between luke and lorelei yeah yes yeah they they, f they flow very well together you know they are <laughs> they're not so opposite are they i mean it would appear on the surface that opposites attract and they're just very different, but I think they're very, very similar. I think they're both tough what? as nails. I think the thing that comes across for her is she's really tough. She's tough like Emily, and she when she digs her heel in, heels in. I mean, don't don't get in her way. I mean, <gasps> she's not backing down, and I think he's the same way. So it's I think that's this where it is. is. They're both very, very similar. Totally. Yeah. But I thought she was so vulnerable in this episode with you. So what I thought was interesting, and again. 
I don't want to seem sexist, but I felt like when she got that message, she starts to fall apart and Luke stepped up almost like you want the man to do, or you want your boyfriend to do. I felt like Luke stepped up. He took control. He got everybody out of the diner. He's like, Taylor, close up, have your hot chocolate. Everything's on me. Let's go. Luke took over. You know, I think it took him too long. I think it took, I was waiting for him to get, to to kick everybody out and take action. I said like, come on guy, go, go, go. You're so hard on yourself. I thought he was, I I was wondering what is taking him so long. And then finally he, he, it's like, why is it even a decision? Why is he hesitating? I'm not gonna lie. I was like, mm, that that was hot of hot of Luke. Like, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I agree. And then this is what I was saying to you off air before we started today. When in the diner, Luke is getting everybody out, and she's starting to really yeah. lose it. And yeah. she says, "Luke, I'm," and you say, "I know." Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And I'm an atrocious actor. Let me do it again. No, no, no. That was very convincing. Thank you. See, even I like even you shocked. think you suck, you're better than me. <laughs> I was See? I have watched that scene three times mm-hmm. just yesterday. And like I said, I'm shook. Like it was so I got chills. I was just like, oh my God, he's so dreamy and awesome. And he's just handling this and just gets her. Oh he's but he's just doing anybody would do that for her. No, Suki would have God, done that no. for her. Michelle would have done that for her. No. If she, if she had gotten that phone call at the dragonfly during the day, then they all would have done that for no. her and they would have been there for her at the hospital. Nope. Not the way Luke did. Nope. Yes. They all would have driven her. They would have been there for you. Not like the way you did where you understood why she isn't going in that room and then drive 20 miles an hour on the freeway. <laughs> Because it's icy. Do you remember shooting that? How do you shoot those driving scenes? Are you on like some weird contraption behind a car? Yeah, we're behind a, we're on a rig behind a truck. We're actually off the ground. But driving. No, we're, no, no, we're being driven. The car is on a, a dolly and it, I mean, it's But you're actually moving. It's not like. Yeah, we're being pulled around. Yeah. The cameras are set up outside the car at different angles and. We just sit in the car and I act like I'm driving. I, I do this. Around the Warner Brothers yeah. set or do you go off? No, no, the no, 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 no. We go, we go out into the real world and do that. Oh. Oh, with a police escort. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. All right, everybody. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Jane Lynch. Uh, this is I Am All In podcast with Scott Patterson, iHeartRadio. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E 
P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, we're talking about Jane Lynch, uh, forgiveness and stuff. Uh, Jane Lynch played the uh, hospital, I guess, one of the uh, uh, nurses at check-in who was preventing Lorelai from going in and seeing her dad unless she filled out all of those forms, and that was not going to happen. Oh, no, Emily, I'm sorry, Emily. And Emily, boy, what a great scene that was. So good. And you will see his, I mean, I he will see his painting in the lobby. He is one of the founders of this hospital. <laughs> I knew immediately, whoa, there's Jane Lynch, but I yeah. don't remember it from 20 years ago, like standing out. You know, you know why Jane, Lynch, you know, you know why Jane Lynch is a star? Because Jane Lynch, I remember very distinctly that day filming with Jane Lynch and she was not Jane Lynch yet. And, and she really took that entire scene she did those couple of scenes she did very very meticulous about it very seriously she wanted to be as supportive and as good as she could be and as real as she could be um i was i was very impressed i mean most guest stars do that but not to the extent 
that that she she took it. I mean, she pretty much took over the set, and it was appropriate because that was her set. That was her space, her character space. That is her space, not Emily's space, not my space. And she behaved that way too. So I thought, hmm, how very Tom Brady of her. You know what I mean? Ah, she's perfect in that. I mean, and obviously yeah. they like her because she's she has plays a great character on Mrs. Maisel. Oh yeah, she's she's done she's done beautiful work throughout her career. I mean, over well, the last twenty now, years, yeah. She's so Jane Lynch. I mean, you she's know, Jane immediately Lynch. she was Jane Lynch back then. You could see the seeds yeah. right there. Like, wow, that girl. She's super prepared. She knows what she's doing on set. She wants to get it, not just get it right. She wants to make it great. Yeah. Um, and so she was a great scene partner. I, I mean, I was there for all the rehearsals and, you know, I didn't, I didn't really interact with her, but I, I saw her in action. It was, it was impressive. All right. Let's get, let's go back to the serious stuff and then we'll get to the fun stuff. But like, what else can you remember about those scenes? Because that's hard. Like Lorelai Lauren has to cry in multiple scenes. And then the part where she knows her dad's okay mm-hmm. and just loses it. And then you hu- hug her. I'm like, these two people love each other. But it's, you know, even though Luke and Lorelai are just friends and I'm not denying there's a tremendous amount of feelings coming out of Luke and maybe, maybe a kernel of, of, of something happening on Lorelai's side, but um, you know, circumstances have thrown these two together, but I think he's really just acting like any friend would act, a supportive person. I, again, I'm not trying to diminish. So I'm not you. trying to diminish it. He doesn't see it as an opportunity to, 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 you know, to move the ball down the field, as it were, on a relationship with Lorelai. I don't think he sees it that way, and that's not how I played it. <sighs> that is, I was there. I, know I am the character. Don't you dare argue with me. Okay, but here's the beauty. And we're going to bring in producer Riley and Danielle to weigh in because (laughs) I know you didn't play it that way because I think the chemistry between you and Lauren, meaning Scott and Lauren or Lorelai and Luke, whatever we want to say, is is real, is palpable. So as the viewer, you don't even have to try because it's just there. Therefore, you don't have to play it. It's already there. You just act like you just be the friend, be the supportive person. That's it. That's the soul of any relationship anyway. At the end of the day, you're friends. So be a great friend. And that's all he was doing. That's all he knows how to do with her. Okay, Riley, Danielle, what do you guys think? When I'm watching, I'm like, he loves her so much. It wasn't even a second thought. Boom, done. Diner closed. Everyone get out. Get in my car. We're going. And then at the hospital, Lorelai's like, drive uh, Rory home. He's like, yep, got it done. Like literally it was no hesitation whatsoever, which to me as a viewer and a fan, I'm like, he loves her so much. You could, you could feel the raw emotions. You could feel the intensity. You could feel it. And also even the coffee at the end, like he went out of his way to get her the coffee. I forgot about the coffee. Yep. You're so right. Scott, I'm so interested why you don't, see it and i don't know if it's because you're luke or you know how you did it but these two people are in love and i think you're just so in it you didn't even have to try i have two words santa burger (laughs) (laughs) santa burger the the iconic santa burger hey grouchy luke who still says it's two weeks before christmas come on (laughs) he loves her 
he's cool about it. He's not creepy, <laughs> but he just loves her. And she loves him, please. Uh, oh. Yeah, well, you know, look, it's a small town. You got to be careful. You can't push things. You know, you want people to continue to come to the diner, right? And 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 enjoy your food. I mean, he, I just, you know, he's a very... And whenever she says, I'm not being flirty, it's because she's being flirty. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Oh, when she geez. said he looked good. Yeah. yeah and then he smiled. <laughs> That's all he did. He just looked at her and smiled. Yeah. It's, it's a fun relationship to play. It really is. Because it's just like a couple of, I don't know, it's just like a couple of really good friends who really like each other and maybe something's going to happen. But nobody's pushing it. I'm not pushing it. She's not pushing it. Yes. They are a couple who just aren't together yet. Right. Exactly. And Luke is being patient. Right. Really? Because anybody else would, I mean, look what Max Medina is, has done. I mean, he's pushing, he's pushing the narrative. Like he's like a game show host for God's sake. And like, you know, it's take, take it, take the deal now, or it's it's like, I want to close this deal. And, and, you know, Luke's just the opposite. It's like, yeah. I just think he's very, he's very, very careful with her because he wants to, he respects that this is a small town. She has a daughter. He doesn't want to upset her. He he doesn't want to lose a friendship with her. You know what I mean? I think he I think he really values that friendship. And, right. Once and, they do this, there's no going back. Right. Mm-hmm. No, the right. Exactly. Rory is so comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It's like you're there in this most personal, scary moment for them Mm -hmm. and there's nothing random about you being there it's absolutely perfectly normal that you are there Mm -hmm. i my my favorite scene i think in the entire thing is when i'm bent down covering my head because i was avoiding seeing anybody on the gurney and 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 and, and rory comes out and says hey you okay looking Mm -hmm." (laughs) uh-huh She just keeps walking. <laughs> it's so true. There's still laughs in there. Right. But frankly, it would have been weird if it was Max there. That would have been uncomfortable for everybody, for Rory, for Lorelai, for Emily. But you being there is like, yeah, of course Luke's there. He's he's handling this. But I think, yes, because he she Lorelai trusts him. She trusts that he's not going to take it too far. He's not going to take it over the line. He's just going to be a rock solid friend to me and do everything I asked and be there for me a hundred percent. He's anybody else. I think in that situation is, is, is gonna, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I just remember playing it like we're dear friends. Uh, I'm not thinking about the relationship at all. I'm not trying to move the ball forward at all. The ball's moving itself. Nobody has to move it for us. No, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, a, it's just a question of time. It's just a matter of time. And if it's right, it's right. We'll know the moment. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so comfortable. It's like, he's patient because I think he knows if this is real, it'll mm-hmm. all work out. So I don't, I don't have to push this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's walking away from that you know, the next morning waking up thinking, yeah, that's, 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 that's more coins in the bank. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to be making big deposits, big withdrawals soon. That's uh, right. He doesn't have an agenda. He on doesn't it. it's true. have it's any just kind true. of agenda. 
Scott, I have a question for Luke. Yes. So I'm going to have you answer. <laughs> He's right Luke. here, by the way. He happened <laughs> to join us. Hi, Luke. So how did he feel at the end of the episode when he got the new hat from Lorelai? Oh, yeah. Because she's reciprocating feelings in, at, at that moment. Well, you don't so see how him, did he feel? Well, you don't see him smile a lot, do you? And he really smiled on that one. Yeah. I mean, he, for him, that was like consummating the, the relationship. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, he uh, he probably went home and slept with a hat <laughs> or slept with it on. You know, that was a big deal. That was a really big deal. And another thing yeah. that really shocked me was, is I, I used to have a lot of hair and <laughs> it was all over the place and it was very long. And I just went, God, you know, things change in 20 years, don't they? <laughs> you look good. Actually, you look good. And I'm not being flirty. You look really good today. Oh, I was I was noticing like you. you seem like you're like thin and looking good. And I'm not, I'm like Lorelai. I'm not flirting. I, I, you know, I, I played some golf. I went to the gym, I jumped in the pool and here I am, you know, tough life. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Speaking of two people in love, uh -huh. like Luke and Lorelai, Emily and Richard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That scene mm -hmm. where Richard wants to talk about the money and the mm -hmm. will. And she says, mm -hmm. no. And she says, I demand to go first. I mean, I'm going to like cry talking about it. But it's like the, the ease with which she, she played that scene. This oh. is what I'm talking about. It's not fair. Women are so much better actors than men. It's just remarkable. She was remarkable. I mean, you know, we've been getting some emails about, you know, people want me to shut up about talking about how we deserve Emmys and like move on and get over it. I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to point it out every single time. The boneheads at the, at the Academy are not watching this show because if they were and they saw that scene, uh, uh, Kelly Bishops gets nominated every single year, right? You know, it seems like Maisel is getting the Emmys because of the mistakes they didn't give them to Gilmore. I mean, because Maisel, I don't know about this recent Emmys, but in the past, they've gotten so many nominations that maybe they're making it it right. They didn't I just, get I, it then. I just think it's because it's, it's worthy of getting awards. It's not yeah. like they feel like they're owed, but it's like... Well, maybe just people didn't get it, how, how brilliant this was. Or maybe they didn't watch it enough when it was on the first time. We have to remember that. People discovered it in the masses later. They did. There was no, you know, this was the first brush with death. And I think shows that are heavy with death, hospital shows, cop shows, that kind of thing, you know, they'll get the nominations because they're dealing with death. We, we don't deal with that stuff. This is, we, we dealt with that one time. Gilmore was sort of the first of the dramedies too. I mean, I need to like check my facts. So don't, everyone cannot at me on that, but. It was a full comedy with drama. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a true dramedy. But it but it also, the, the, you know, I've had I had this discussion with my wife uh, about the the different facets of this show and how many different types of comedy there are in the show. There is, in my opinion, the funniest moments come from the most dramatic um, setups, and that's where the real humor. That's when you come in with a knockout punch with with a funny line or a funny gesture or 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 a hesitate a pause or something like that. It's in a dramatic situation. And there's also kind of like sitcom-y stuff in here too. So it's mm -hmm. sort of like there's 
you know, there's like, there's like bits that go on. So it's like they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're crossing the streams and get, she's crossing the streams and getting away with it somehow. Totally. The opening scene is a bit. But I think that provided critics or Academy members with, you know, the, maybe it put a little doubt in their mind as to the, you know, do the, do the writers really know what the show is? If they don't know mm-hmm. what the show is, if it's not, you know, a, a comedic moments coming out of dramatic situations, and it's also this sort of, you know, this almost sticky kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then if they don't know what the show is and if they don't want to define the show narrowly enough for us, how, how are we supposed to vote for it? How are we supposed to get on board with it? Because maybe they felt that, that that the writing was a little bit out of control and a little bit undisciplined. I'm, you know, I don't know. I can't get in their heads, but it was ahead of its time. Yes, I think it it was it seamlessly um, embraced all different forms of comedy. Um, so, because that opening scene mm-hmm. where they're getting ready for the I don't even really know what they're getting ready for the Christmas story, the play, the in a manger. I don't know what they're doing. What mm-hmm. are they doing? They're like getting ready to do the telling of the baby Jesus. Nativity. Nativity. (laughs) And the baby's missing its arm. And then the dog has it in the arm. And the baby's a girl, which Danielle noticed and not a boy. Well, Rory noticed it. Rory was like, (laughs) you might want to get a a doll that's not a girl. (laughs) For baby Jesus. (laughs) You know, and so much is happening because Kirk is back and he's being funny. But then that scene also shows us that Rory... And Lorelai are not getting along still. There's all that tension, but it's all with this crazy hoopla. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing the town. I mean, there's so much happening in that scene. Well, that's why all those characters were created, so you could do that kind of stuff. It's all sort of background, you know? It's yeah. Like, let's, though, now we can use Miss Patty and uh, Taylor and Sean, and, you know, we can really, we can, we can do this the scene where there's tension between mother and daughter and backdrop is the wacky town. Mm-hmm. So it keeps it light. It keeps it all very kind of light. And in that, the the delivery is very pleasant, but then it sort of resonates on a deeper level because of the backdrop, because it's so contrasting. Well, and then it's so funny because that sets us up because Rory is telling Lane that they're calling him narcolepsy boy. So then later on, when we get the joke, when Lauren makes the quick, you know, witty remark about narcolepsy boy, I mean, it's all just so hilarious. Mm -hmm. So much time in that hospital. God, that was (laughs) so much time. I think it's just because you have a harder time watching you and you were in a straight 20 minutes of that show. I think I was still figuring out the character. I was still trying to find the character with the accent and, you know, his level of energy and that kind of thing. And I liked, I actually liked what I did in this episode because I pulled, pulled it back way back. And I think that's where I'm best is if I just, don't lean on it so much, you know, cause I have a tendency to be a little intense. And, and did you think you were leaning on it too much in this episode? No, I, I, no, I liked I it because I was laid yeah. back and just, you know, just sort of supporting, 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 supporting in this yeah. as a friend in this horrible situation, you know, and just trying to be, you know, and not be, you know, I mean, it's, it's in the writing and it's, it tells you what you do anyway. So, yeah, but I liked it. I liked, uh, I liked, uh, the whole thing and I the toughest parts about 
the episode for me was re- reacting to the people that were being wheeled by and grossing <laughs> me out, you know. <laughs> the whole episode yeah. because there's just so much going on and i think that's why it's so entertaining and i i i, I say that's why we can watch it three times in two days and you're right. like it's still good mm-hmm. yeah because it's a big tease for the audience because you know all of the unanswered question is richard gonna die uh are emily and lorelei gonna reconcile are luke and lorelei finally gonna you know, get. To, I mean, there's so many uh, the the tension that is that is created with with the writing is is marvelous because it's coming at you from all angles all the time. Did anyone catch that Lorelai calls you honey? In yes, this episode? I did catch that. That mm-hmm. was something. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, I didn't know if it was intentional. I didn't know if she's sort of she's not a honey baby pooky type. So it was like, wow. Oh, huh. what do you make of that? I just think that he's again, and I've said it before. I just think he's afraid of her. I'm, he's afraid of re- getting rejected by somebody that he desires so much and that he sees a, a future with. He want that's his forever woman. There's nobody else for him, but he doesn't want to make the move yet. He wants to make sure that it's solid, that she feels the same way. And he definitely doesn't want to screw up. Rory's life by coming in and, and, you know, if the relationship doesn't work out, that's drama for Rory. That's tension for Rory. He doesn't want that. So he is, you know, he really is a throwback guy. He's a really selfless guy. Um, and he's very, very careful with her, um, because he's going to survive without her. And I think that's part of his appeal to her eventually. Like he's going to be okay without me because he's Luke and he's just going to go, and he's going to open the diner every morning and he's going to work hard. And that's what he does. And that's who he is. And, um, but wouldn't life be so much sweeter with her? Right. Yeah. He's in denial by about how much yeah. happier he could be if he'd let her in, but he's so afraid of all the things you're saying. But it's like, that's the unknown. You know, it's like he, maybe he's not aware. He probably, he, well, he obviously feels in the moment that, it could be much sweeter, but on it consistently, because he's a guy who's like a day in, day out guy. What's it going to be like every day? And he sees what she goes through with her mother and all the, you know, the, the wackiness that is surrounding this woman that comes into her diner, his diner like a tornado every day, you know, uh, with with the moods changing all the time. And, and you know, he, he, know. he honestly doesn't know if he can keep up with her. I think, I, I think I that's see. one of the reasons. Here's what's coming into my mind, mm-hmm. and I can see it so vividly. The pain on your face when you saw her, when you were with the reenactors, and she's walking with Max through town. And it's like that face, that pain, that emotion comes back to my mind. And it's like I, it's like I saw that yesterday, because we all know that feeling. And Luke felt that. And it's like, that's when I knew, like, this guy loves her. And then everything just completely proves it everybody has been in that situation that is a universal feeling that's why it was so powerful i don't know that it was anything i did or uh, or that in particular it was just everybody can relate to that you know everybody has that person in their life or had that person in their life where they're just like they felt so powerless to do anything about it maybe it was too late oh the one that got away it's it's just it's just an incredibly smart way for the writers to set those characters up because it's a a universal experience 
everybody has gone through that and multiple times. Yeah, I I think it's really weird what's happening to me right now. And I want to see what everyone thinks. Two scenes stand out to me so much of the episodes we've seen so far. That moment when Luke sees her walking and, and I can just feel the pain. And then the other one is when Lane put her hands through that guy's hair because it was so embarrassing. And both of those scenes are like literally imprinted in my brain. And I don't know why those two are the two, but it's like, oh, God. Because they they were nonverbal. Oh, that's true. And that's the power of TV. And that's the power. That's the true power of film. Oh, it's 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 moving pictures it's not called moving words it's called moving <laughs> pictures motion wow. pictures pictures in motion yeah man yeah yeah the nonverbal devastation right yeah because those two are <laughs> actions like, i can actions. see them i can see them in my head yeah it's like hamlet wow. all he does is talk and give speeches he doesn't do anything right it's a triumph mm-hmm. of uh, thought over action Character over plot. All right, guys, uh, let's take a little break. I'm Scott Patterson. This is the I Am All In podcast with iHeartRadio. We'll be back after these words. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA... Your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to we're talking funny stuff. What's the funny stuff? Well, there is some funny stuff in there. Obviously, narcolepsy boy. Little fun <laughs> fact. Lauren calls or Lorelai says that Dean is six, two. But in real life, Jared is how lucky is six, four. Yes. And I don't is. know if they did that on purpose or just they didn't want him to seem so gigantor. Well, he was what? 17, 18 at the time. Maybe he was just six, two. Huh. You know, he's maybe still growing. Possibility. Had a little growth spurt. Hmm. Huh? What did you think of the dinner party, the holiday fake Christmas party? I gave Dean's, I gave Jared some tips on uh, nutrition and weightlifting. Is that true? Back That's in true. the day? Yes, he was very concerned about it. Because he thought he was too lean or He thin. wanted to know how he could bulk up. What did you say? I said there isn't a damn thing you can do about it. Is that true? What do you, I said, you, don't, you didn't have to bulk up when you were playing baseball? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, but I had, you know, and I'm like him, I'm naturally thin. And, uh, I said, there isn't a thing you can do about it without like completely like ruining your body. <laughs> oh, because you like eat too much or something. I have no idea. Uh, I bulked up through, yeah, eating and, and weightlifting and it just wasn't a good idea for sports get, for, for when I played just, baseball. It wasn't a good idea. It, you it, just get puffy. Like what happens? No, I, I gained, uh, you know, I gained a lot of muscle. I, I was, t- you know, I got up to about 210 pounds. How tall are you? I'm a shade under 6'1". So do you remember Jared being tall or were you pretty eye-line with him? No, he was a little bit taller. Yeah. But he really, he wanted to beef up and he wanted to like, hey, you know, what can I do? Because I remember at that time I was beef, I was, I was working out in the gym a lot, you know, because I was on this show and my free time, I'd go work out just to, you know, get my energy. And that's how I did it. So I was, I was, I was getting a little bit beefy a little bit, you know, and I was doing it for skiing too, because I love to ski. So I wanted to be strong and powerful for skiing. Not for Lorelai. What about for Lorelai? <laughs> yes, that's the reason. That's what I can't talk about. That's the only reason. Strong and powerful. Yeah, no. But I did feel like you were strong and powerful. Uh, so, so, but yeah, he was, uh, and I, I gave him some tips, but I just said, listen, you're just going to have to get older. I said, <laughs> I said, you're going to be thin your whole life. But if you start eating a lot of carbohydrates, when you, when you hit 50, 55, you're going to, you're going to put on a lot of pounds. Just stop working out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's quite there yet. We'll have to see what No, happens. no, he's, he's, uh, as far as he's I can see. He's younger than me. Yeah. I think he's like. 40. He's ripped. He's 39 and he's ripped. Before we get into pop culture. Scott, it's Christmas. Can you sing us a little Christmas song to get in the mood for our pop culture moments? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I happen to have a guitar right here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mary Jane. This will get us in the Christmas spirit because I'm assuming next week's going to be Christmas. So we really got to get ourselves. Sing along with me now. 
Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Now what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Now what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. One-horse open sleigh. In a one-horse open sleigh. Well done. Thank you very much. Well done. It's beautiful. I'm Riley, and this is your pop culture. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This song was written by Meredith Wilson. Meredith Wilson incorporated this song into his 1963 musical, Here's Love. This song has been re- recorded by numerous artists such as Michael Boulay, Harry Connick Jr., and Megan Trainer, to name a few. How about Jimmy Hoffa, says Luke. Jimmy Hoffa was an American labor union leader who served as the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters from 1957 to 1971. He disappeared in 1975 and was declared dead in 1982. Because I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, I got to do it. This is because he became involved with organized crime, which potentially led to his death. He was no. convicted of jury tampering, attempted bribery, and fraud. Do you remember the, the Jack Nicholson film where he played Hoffa? Did you, do you remember Hoffa? Do you remember that film? Mm, when, he, when he goes up to, oh, what a performance. I mean, when he goes up to, uh, when he's like going toe-to-toe with Bobby Kennedy, who was the attorney general at the time, he hated his guts. This is all blurry in real life and in the movie. Okay. All of it's blurry. <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. Oh, man. What a performance. Lorelai. I'll never be able to understand what Charo was saying. Oh, Charo. Charo. This one I got. Coochie, coochie. I love it. Charo. Charo. You know, Charo was a guest on Johnny Carson, Johnny uh, Tonight Show. I don't know. She was on like almost every week. And she would come on like, I mean, dressed to the nines, you know, yep. the uh, overflowing up top, if you know what I mean. And she did that when she wasn't on the love boat. And there, but I, this was even before she was on. I think this was even before she was on the love boat. She was on Carson. Whoa. I mean, almost weekly. He loved her. Whoa. He loved her. She would come out and crack everybody up. And who doesn't love Charles? She was Let's just so positive love. and full of energy and 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 funny and talented and she played the flamenco guitar. <laughs> yeah, she's legit musician. She's legit like talented <laughs> uh, musician, singer and player. She played I love that. me some Charo, Riley. Oh. Tell us more. Gucci Gucci. Also, <laughs> I got a lot of the Gucci Gucci. <laughs> Charo's full name is Maria del Rosario Mercedes Pilar Martinez Molina Beza. And as we've mentioned, uh, Charo made many appearances on the love boat between 1977 and 1987. I, I just, I just remember her from the Johnny Carson show. She was fantastic. She was a great guest. She was almost, she was, she, you know, the, he had some great guests, uh, uh, Don Rickles and Dom DeLuise and all those people, hysterical people. She would come out and light the stage. I mean, she wouldn't stop talking. She was just like, uh, Amazing, amazing personality. Oh. Agree. Wait, Riley and Danielle, do you know who Charo is? I know no. Charo. I only know Charo because she made an appearance on Jane the Virgin, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, shows. I thought you were going to say Wife Swap. Go, she also was go back. You, YouTube her. Charo, Johnny Carson. Just check her out. 
You're, you're sitting there as a kid watching this going, do people like this really exist? Like, what is this? This is fantastic. I need one more Coochie Coochie from Scott. Coochie Coochie. Hi, Johnny. Coochie Coochie. Lorelai says, where is the scarecrow when you need him? Oh. This reference is to the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz, a 1939 American musical fantasy film produced by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. The Scarecrow joins Dorothy in the hope that the wizard will give him a brain. The Scarecrow was played by Ray Bolger, and the face prosthetics he wore ended up leaving marks on his face for more than a year. Yeah, they do. I lost face with... What did you wear prosthetics for? I, I, <laughs> they had to put a, a, a head on, a headpiece on me every morning for six weeks when I played this alien. Uh, I, uh, alien Nation. I, I played the uh, the Tanktonese uh, commander coming to Earth to en to enslave all of the escaped uh, Tanktonese and get them back I on my planet. I remember you on that show. I remember you. No, on no, some it was it was it was a TV was like, movie. It was I wasn't in the series. It was a TV uh, movie. I don't remember that. I, re I remember a different show that I don't know what it was called, but there was like. You were like in a plane, and like there was an explosion. Yeah, that was the, that was the event on NBC. Oh, uh, that yeah. was pretty good, actually. The show actually ended up, yeah, like a plane crash. Um, yeah, but, that was pretty good. But you know, they would glue that headpiece on you with medical adhesive, and it would take them an hour to get it off you because yeah. they had to be How very careful. How long does careful. it take to put on? Um, I mean, I was there. I was in the makeup chair at three thirty in the morning. For oh. for a seven or eight o'clock call time, I'll set. Makes set you kind of love Luke that much more. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Just right. Roll exactly. on in there. Yeah, throw a hat on, throw a little powder on me. I'm, you know, I'm good. I live six miles away from the studio. I just jam in there fifteen minutes before my call time. <laughs> put my hat on. They throw a little powder on me. I wouldn't even sit down in the chair. I'd say, just throw it up in the air. I'll run through it. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my god and those poor girls it. i mean lord and alexis and the poor girls are sitting in the makeup chair for hours and hours getting their hair done the makeup perfect it's like hey how you doing everybody i'm gonna be at breakfast bye-bye <laughs> oh my god oh yeah oh yeah but that was a different experience yeah that so that rips your face apart if you that medical adhesive for six weeks like that man i my face was all jacked up for a year anyway go ahead our last pop culture reference is from rory rory says nope Things are still Miracle Worker at my house. Miracle oh. Worker is a 1962 film about Anne Sullivan, a blind tutor to Helen Keller, directed by Arthur Penn. Helen Keller was great friends with Mark Twain. And although Patty Duke had been playing Helen Keller in the play for more than a year, she almost didn't get the part in the film adaptation. The studio felt that being a teenager, she looked too old to play a seven-year-old. Also, Helen Keller wrote a total of 12 books. I'm ready to give my line, but Scott, can you do it with me? Because then it'll just be that much better. What's your line? The one I said before, I'm going to do my part. And then your part is, I know, let's go. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. You want to, okay. you kind of want to do that reenacting thing. You want to, you yeah. want to reenact. Yeah. You want to recreate I really got to get in character. I'm going to just have to really do my All best right. acting here. Okay. Ready? You don't, no, you don't. You're a woman. You can do it in your sleep. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm the one that has to prepare. I have to be serious. This is a very emotional moment. Luke, I'm... Oh, just cut. Stop right now. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Luke, I'm... You can't smile Luke. while you're doing it. Wait, God, give me some direction. <laughs> I'm, I am. I don't stop smiling. All right, listen. Okay, hold on. All right. You want to do a sense memory exercise right here? I'll get you in the mood. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you got yeah, time yeah. for that? 
Yeah. All right. So what do, you, you, what, what do you want? You want to be? A, you want to cry a little bit? You you freak out a little bit? Yeah. You're on the you're on the edge. You're on the verge of tears. The energy's flying around. Because my dad's in the hospital. Oh. I don't know what's going on. I only know to go to the hospital. I don't know where Rory is. I don't know where my mom is. No one's answering the phone. I don't know what's happening. All right, go talk. Do the dialogue right now. Go. Luke, I'm. No, like you were doing it before. Okay, wait. Luke, I'm. I know. Let's go. You have to say. Oh, let's do it again. Okay. Oh, I nailed it that time though. Yeah, you do. All right, getting that. You have getting to that. underdo it. I have to under. Yes, you do. You you right. Sit on it. Feel it, but then sit on it. Go. Luke, I'm. Do it again. Oh. Do it again. That was good. That was good. Getting okay. better. Good. That was good. But Luke. but don't lose the energy. You're going limp now. Okay. You're getting okay. at where you need to be, but don't lose that energy. Remember, Stanislavski said, "Inspiration quick as flame." God, acting is hard. Okay. It's not easy. Luke, I'm... I know. Let's go. I'll close the diner and we can drive 20 miles an hour on the black ice all the way up to Hartford. And you can drive me crazy on the way. You can piss and moan the whole way. Well done, guys. Huh? Wow. <laughs> I felt that. That was that was a pretty good performance, I thought. I thought, I thought that was good. That was good. I think you helped a lot. I mean, I... I'd like to try that bit again, and maybe by the end of the ten years, we do this podcast. So be a real actor. Go ahead, let's do yeah, let's do it again. We're gonna do full. <laughs> well, I scenes. think find a new. I'll find something new in the next episode. Right. No, but you you got you know what? Let me tell you something, Amy. You got something there. There's something going on there. There's something interesting. Thank you. There's, Thank there's, you. I'll try and I'll try and up my game. By, there's uh, some depth. Next there's next some mis- mystery. There's there there are layers there. Emmy's twenty twenty two. Amy Sugarman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> What's your line? You deliver it, um, girl. Okay, mine's mine's fun though, so no problem delivering it. Um, this is from Lorelai when Dean's tapping on the window, like trying to see Rory on Christmas, <laughs> or the, when she was at the Christmas party, um, and she goes, "You know, we have a really nice front door. You might want to use it sometime." And I just loved it. Mine is from Emily. And she's, you know, going back with Jane Lynch and talking back with Lorelai. And then she stops her tracks and she goes, were you on a date? You have an escort. I have an escort. I know. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we actually have a listener question about this episode. Mm. So um, I'll I'll go ahead and read it. It's from Grace. Grace, um, she wrote in and she asked, when was it decided for Luke to change the blue hat after forgiveness and stuff, which is the title of this episode, or was that something that Amy and De- Dan had planned all along to advance the Lorelai and Luke storyline? Well, I suggested at a top secret dinner, I refer to it as the hat dinner uh, with Amy and Dan. And I said, listen, I have blue eyes and I think I should have a blue hat. Oh, good story. Yeah. And that's where it came from. So that's why Lorelai gives Luke the blue hat. I give good. Wait, for I, real? I, I give good dinner. Wow! Do you remember uh, where the hat dinner was? They ordered lobster. In and you went to their home or at the set? No, 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 no. We went to a restaurant and uh, but, oh, oh, they yeah. had lobster at the restaurant you were at. Yes. What did you have? I got a steak. I don't know. I got a steak. <laughs> Remember. If I, if I go to a fancy schmancy place, I always get the, the filet mignon or a prime rib or something. So it's yeah. your hat idea. Dinner. Yeah, the, the hat dinner. I love it. The hat dinner. Yeah. 
Good one. Yeah, yeah. We were in a, we were in the private room too. It was a big deal. Security Ooh. outside. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Don't lie. That was a big not. deal. It was a big this deal. Season one, dude. No one knew who you were yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, give us your favorite line. Take us out. What was your favorite line from this episode? I got to tell you, um, my favorite line in the entire thing was, yeah, when I just said to Rory, yeah, when I was bent over. It was, it's the one that made me chuckle the most. And, and then, because it, it made me chuckle. And the other, the other favorite line that's not me um, is Michelle. Uh I, what did he say when he was he was so irritated at the guy who didn't know what a um, a wand was? Remember on the Christmas ornament on the Christmas tree when they were he said he goes no that's a staff because he he went to the shepherd he went to, <laughs> he said that's not an that's not an angel with a wand or that's not a fairy a fairy princess or whatever the anyway. Uh, I, I don't even know what the line was, but he said, he said, he, uh, Michelle kills me. I mean, he just kills he me. His timing is so good. And he just gets so irritated with that guy. And I just laughed out loud. I mean, I laughed right away. Or that was my, whatever the line was, that was my favorite line. I still like when you called it her parents' fake Christmas party. No. That's good stuff. What's next week? What's the next episode? The next episode is Paris is burning. Oh no. Oh gosh. <laughs> Scary. Oh gosh. Oh, wait, before we go, hmm. nobody should miss uh soon we're going to put up our tutorial video of how to make the Santa burger. Oh. So right. be ready for that on the Instagram and right. send us your own Santa burgers. Oh my god. So yeah, get ready for that. It's going to be fun. Instagram Listen, everybody, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, really, just I hope you have a wonderful holiday in July. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that's so that's going to wrap it up, huh? Yeah, good work. Good episode. All right, bye. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access 
No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.